And then that's when black texts then become a burden. Because mm. constantly mm. comparing yourself with other people. So I learned to kind of really isolate myself, look myself like as an individual, yeah. not compare and see the beauty in actually trying to help a mom. Hi, and welcome back to the Sincerely Sins podcast. I go by the name Cindy Samambondo, also known as Sins. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Today, I am presenting to you my sit-down with Shimani Chifango, who is now a derivative structure at APSA. He has had an amazing journey, one which I'm sure a lot of us can relate to. We talk about black tax because he's known as the black tax god, and we also talk about what motivates him and what has motivated him to become the man that he is the successful man that he is today and uh, just to share when we were having coffee he also mentioned that he's very um, careful with the friends that he chooses because he knows that they have a huge influence in your life so he's very particular with the people that he invites into his life and I thought that I should just add that um, because I think it's something we should all think about especially as we grow uh, be cautious of the people that we bring into our lives uh, let me not talk too much <laughs> uh, please enjoy the podcast and uh, let me know what you think uh, and if you want to be on my podcast please do email me on on sincerely sends podcast at gmail.com and uh, don't forget to, to subscribe on youtube and of course you can find the podcast on soundcloud uh for me since enjoy put in their place a lot yeah. social media so but anyways um i just want to say thank you for giving me your time yeah i know that yeah, it's been a bit of since last year but <laughs> I would thank you so much for giving me your time and just for allowing me into your world just for like a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but I want to start with this question that I always ask my, my guests. Mm. Um, how do you introduce Shimani oh, to the world? Oh God, that's a really, really <laughs> tough question. Uh, I think one thing that I'm... You mean to the world? To the world. When you wake up or when you... You know, when you wake up, sometimes you're just like, okay, I'm doing this, this, yeah. you know? Or when you step into a room and you have to introduce yourself. Yeah. Who are you, in who, a sense? Who am I? That's a very, very tough question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very tough question. So, I'll try to think about... Uh, maybe the start, like, uh, the waking up part. Okay. And yeah. Um, and I think how I can describe myself quite often with one word I think representing can be like a really big driver of everything that I do yeah um, so an example when I wake up in the morning I always feel like I'm doing something that is bigger than me if that makes sense and and I represent millions of yeah. kids who don't have opportunities and do not take any day for granted if that makes sense mm. so that's why I find it very tough to like really have like, this one descriptive word that can describe me yeah. but one thing maybe that I can use I think pushing boundaries it's 
one of them. I'm always constantly trying to to go beyond what I can imagine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I also feel, especially after high school, mm. it's like you have that pressure to make it because you know where you come from. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, how do you affirm yourself? Do you have, like, any affirmations that you stick to or, like, that you say on a... Oh, often. Mm, I think listening to music that talks about uh, listening to music is like yeah. actually more affirmation quite a lot. Uh, I love listening to so literally before I left in the morning today I was listening to a song by Jine Alko which is called Promises and it's Jine Alko literally talking to her daughter. Her daughter. Yes. But what I imagine <laughs> I imagine the opposite thing so it's mm. It's like my mom talking to me. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. And so that is almost like... So I use kind of my feelings and everything through music. Mm-hmm. I can express myself, if that yeah, makes sense. That's beautiful. And music can kind of really take me to places that I can ever think. It's my therapy when I need like... Absolutely. A therapy or... Yeah. Yeah, but another thing, I think my journey has been so long in such a way that with experience then affirmation, you don't really need it from people anymore. Because mm, I grew up in a place where I didn't have people to validate my dreams, mm. if that makes sense. And every dream that I had, um, people could could reject it immediately without even thinking, if that makes sense. And yeah. sometimes I don't really blame them because obviously of where I come from, because... Yeah. They've never experienced or seen such an ambition. Yeah. And as a result of that, as a result of that, I believe so much in my own self-validation. Yeah. And I learned it at I kinda learned it at my worst my worst point, the worst point in my life when mm. I was at GCT. <laughs> when I didn't have a bursary, I didn't have anything, I was failing, and I, you can hear all these people, oh, he's not smart, he's not all of this. Yeah. And you learn that, you know, your affirmation can't really come from mm. people because people are fickle. Yeah, yeah. The next day they yeah, think true. you're not as great as you are. So I kind of call it to just the universe and, you know, takes me exactly where I want oh, to. I like and my mom's energy. Like right. what I was talking about in the music. Yeah. So I always try to channel her energy because she's like an amazing woman oh, who's beautiful. super strong, who has worked really, really insanely hard. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I think my mom is like the biggest affirmation of everything I do. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> um. Do you mind just um taking us to your childhood? Okay. Yeah. Um, the moments where you're like, okay, this is who I want to be. With yeah. the moment where you're a child, where you're like, okay, this is how I want to be. Yeah. And then other moments now when you reflect, and you're like, geez, there was a time where I said I wanted to do this or be this. Yeah. And this is happening. So I think one, one privilege that I had for me was, so I grew up with a mother who wanted to go to university and do all these kind of things. Mm. And due to the fact that women back in the days, and also money, part, but women back in the days were not given the privilege and academics were seen as a male uh, yeah. as a male thing, as a male privilege kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, even after passing, 
grade 12. She didn't go any further. So from a young age, uh, she really kind of gave me, made me to believe beyond what she could see, mm. if that makes sense, because she wanted to be most of the stuff that I've already achieved. Oh, and as a result of that, I think that was a very safe environment already. Yeah. So I didn't really need like quite a lot of money in order for me to have confidence and all of that. And as a result of that, I never had like any negative thought when I was a child. I always thought, you know, I could, do I could do anything. That's Even amazing. when my mom sometimes would be like, "Oh, you're just in your head quite a lot." I remember so we we stayed like in a two room mother house, and I used to sit like uh, outside I think the stood there mm. and I just observe like I would see this world that I wanted to live in mm. and I think I, I don't even remember what age I was but I was such a child and I felt like I could do it but then it's it's tough to even imagine that now at the point where I am mm. because I've kind of really experienced quite a lot of stuff mm. and I'm super insanely privileged where I am. And my mind can't even conceal. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it can't conceive where I come from. Oh, like, wow. I try to, but yeah. it's deep. Like, it's, I come from, like, it happens. the bottoms <laughs> of the bottom. And, and it's everyday kind of thing that I have to remind myself sometimes I think of something and I'm like oh shucks I want you to be this yeah and yeah I always believe in in childhood dreams um Mm -hmm. I say it's always good to reflect on your childhood dreams because they remind you of who you really are like if you go back to the five-year-old if you can remember you know um, and tap into that child and that yeah. child's mind and that child's heart, mm. you'll really discover who you're really meant yeah, to be. And it's now that I'm like um, living the life that that little girl wanted to live. You yeah. know, I always wanted to be on radio and like mm. I made that dream come true mm. last year. I was like, well, look, I'm, try- I'm trying by all means to make that little girl happy because yeah. that girl knew no, no, you know, yeah, no did not exist. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing that, you know, you say that. And I mean, the way you speak about your mother is just so heartwarming. <laughs> you make me want to meet her. <laughs> she sounds like a really amazing person, and you know, um, yeah. she. So you were raised by her. Yeah, I was raised by my mom. Just your mom. I mean, my dad was. Uh, he was a dad. Yeah, okay. a, a dad in. Okay, yeah, that's, in okay I can relate. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's beautiful, and just how much um, of she never made you feel like. She made you feel like you were a child because that's what you were. That's what yeah. I'm getting. You know, she never made you feel like you're an adult or yeah. you had to ad- understand adult things at a young yeah. age. And that's beautiful. That's that's really great. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed that you're really big on mm. academic excellence. Yeah. Is that something that you've always were you always like a top student? <laughs> or is this now? <laughs> I wasn't actually. So I, uh, when I went to my high school, uh, which is Mary, uh, in the Pompo. Very great high school. I mean, my first position when I was in grade 8 was 261. And that was like 42 average. I had failed almost everything of four subjects. And it took me like more than four years to get in top 100. 
my mom used to say all the time, oh yeah, no, I'll buy you, I'll give you 50 bucks. She was lying though. <laughs> if you enter into it. And then afterwards, like, I remember just wanting to make a difference in my life. Mm. And I studied hard. I used to study it. I started sleeping like four hours and all of that. Mm. And I used to put like a bucket of water with water and put my legs just for me not to sleep. Really? Yeah, in high school. Because I wasn't smart. So I've always known that I wasn't like a smart guy and I need to work way harder to outperform the smart people quite often. That's true. Okay, that's that's interesting. Sorry, yeah. just, I just need to... When you say you're not a smart guy, yeah. then do you... Do you relate your, your success to hard work then? Yes, I do. I do. Okay. Uh, That's like, interesting. No, because yeah. I wasn't a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I genuinely think you become smart all the time. Mm. And the more work that you put, it's like small change, right? By us just having this conversation, our conversation does have a small impact. Yeah, totally. But if I understand myself, right, and understand how slow I can be, then I invest more hours mm. in trying to better myself. Mm. That after five years' time, the people that are very smart sometimes are very comfortable. So after five years' time, you actually outsmart the smart people. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm, that's yes. true. And varsity as well. I mean, when I went to varsity, I was doing more like a few years. I felt like a lot of courses, like five courses when I was like in third year. I lost my pursuit, everything was in shambles. But one thing that I realized when I was at varsity was when I got to fourth year was it was it felt like the world was cruel a little bit mm. because because of one mistake that I made I had lost like almost everything. Yeah. And no one really cared. Yeah. Not that it cared that way, but no what one and I felt like that and I hated explaining myself when I have to apply for jobs mm. explaining why my marks were bad and not making it for interviews because that's the first phase of everything people always check the marks that you actually do get and as much as I was like I'm beyond my academics no, no one was really giving me a chance right my father or my mom cannot go for coffee or for golf with mm. someone that will give me yeah, yeah. a chance if that makes sense that's and that's when I realized in a world like this, I have to put in the work. work yeah. And I have to put in the work in such a way that in two years' time or three years' time, I become the best I can be. And that's where the academic excellence part came from. Because from then, I became did well in my academics. I was receiving academic awards, even at Ob Square. Mm. And yeah, even recently I talked like at the academic dinner. So, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so you can imagine after failing all those years and now you're standing in front of people who actually <laughs> probably did well better than you in academics than yeah. actually giving those kind of talks. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm like yeah. mind blown. As, is there anyone else that besides your mother that you tapped into for inspiration? Because. Yeah. Oh, that I tap into. Yeah, just, yes. just to look at it and be I, like, okay. I actually do have a lot of people. Okay. So I really love people that do. Um, so I love your explanation at first, right? When you were talking about why you're doing the broadcast and all of that, you don't see all of this that so you want to. Yeah. So I love people that 
do things for a bigger reason. Mm. And I've always been inspired by people that do that because I share very similar energy. And sometimes it's really tough to find people that can validate my thoughts, exactly how I think, or where I want to go to, or all those kind of things. And sometimes I have to look outside for those people. And one of the people for me is Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Who's like an amazing (laughs) woman doing all she can. And it's crazy when I hear her, I feel like someone understands me. Mm. I love uh, uh, this uh, from South Africa, Trevor Noah. He's like one of the greatest people that I actually know. Listening to his interviews is like one of the best thing to do. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I love Will Smith, who is like my greatest inspiration. He's like our ever. dad. Yeah. Like we don't like have him, have him, but he's like our dad. I, I literally, <laughs> like I literally believe like he's like my dad yeah he's so cool when I talk like I listen to his speech like almost every day in the morning which is insane like he talks about concepts that I I feel like I do understand Mm. and one other I love the telepathy I started looking kind of recently only based on what is it I I was listening to his speeches based on uh, building like the studio for black people and all of that I think that was really super amazing I love people like J. Cole J. Cole and Chance the Rapper are like one of my inspiration I know I'm talking about rappers um, I think J. Cole I love his song so his song literally helped me like through the most called Love Yours and it talks about the fact that there's no better life than yours mm. and it helps me just realize take my decision with, with no influence mm. because I'm not trying to be like anyone I'm just trying to be like myself yeah. and just a few people I forgot I forgot the name of that lady who's like a, the, is it the you know she's always challenging Mark Zuckerberg on like no yeah she's like I okay, don't know yeah, some that. political <laughs> some political stuff oh okay, yeah. okay 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 I have but no yeah, idea those are, those are I think that's a summary of all the people that are really really genuine last person last person <laughs> Russell Wilson Oh, I love his energy. Yes, yeah, yes. so I, I really, really love listening to his yes. pep talks when he's playing football. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, very interesting that you did engineering, mm-hmm. and then you went on to masters in commerce. Can you please explain that transition? Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, um, my I used to have like an aunt, I call her auntie. But she used to sell like a lot of Bibles and all those kind of things. And I used to go to her all the time wanting to sell all of them. And I didn't want to even get paid. And that's when I realized my passion for finance and commerce. Mm. And then one time when I was in grade 12, I was applying for bursaries, wanting to be a CA at first. Didn't we all? And then... Afterwards, I remember I was reading like an ESCOM bursary thing, and it says EG Electrical mm. on the courses that you want to study. And I'm like, okay, crying for opportunities, mm. applied for electrical. I hated physics in high school, hated it with passion. And after that, I got accepted in electrical engineering. I got accepted in, I had a bursary with an engineering company. And studying it was very tough because I had to force myself to oh, kind of really like it. And then I got to fourth year. After getting to fourth year, I'm like to my boss, you know, this is actually not happening. 
I'm actually, I can't, I can't do this. I have to, I have to drop you guys. So mm-hmm. I put myself in a debt of half a million to go follow my passion, which I had to kind of really appeal for them not to chase me or all of that. And then my, the Monsters of Commerce part was my way to kind of reunite with my finance passion mm. and what I really wanted to be. And I think that was the best year of my life ever. To study something that I really enjoy, and I've always known that if I do something that I enjoy, then I'll actually do way better. Because mm. in engineering, I'm just gonna be so depressed. Measurable. It's just gonna hate my life. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a l- that's what a lot of black children are dealing with yeah. at the moment. It's like that's when um, this thing of white privilege comes in. Yeah. Because like you can study whatever you want. Um, you can afford to study art knowing that you've got backup. Yeah. You know, with most people now, that's why most parents are scared. And you yeah. think, no, they're just against art. I don't think that's the yeah. case. It's just they think about your well-being and like mm-hmm. you spend so much money following your passion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your passion doesn't pay you because let's be real. At the end of the day, you have to eat. You yeah. have to live like a normal human being. I mean, I mean. Like the career that I was still following, it really still could pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of really have to. That's really yeah, and yeah, it it always gets to me, and it's it's like um, I'm all for arts. Like I love people that pursue their. I actually respect people who pursue their passion yeah. for the arts. Yeah. You know, and um, but it's always a sad sight when they come back and they're just like, okay, I need something to fall back on. Yeah, you know, it's just it's yeah. like... like <laughs> it's, how, it's how life is. I was like, I was reading for you, but yeah. that's just how life is. And just to divert a bit, um, I just want to hear your thoughts on the, ed- the education system as it stands. Do you think yeah. that it's for the black child? Do you think it's against the black, the success of a black child? Yeah. I think almost... The world that we live in, it's tough for a black child, right? Yeah, totally. In, in every, every way, <laughs> starting from education to a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, if you think about education also in general, then you realize that even in sports, for an example, it's only introducing modern C's kind of schools, Yeah, right? totally. Which a lot of kids who went to some of the schools like mine don't aren't exposed to. Mm. So which actually mean that already before you even get to university there's a competitive yeah. advantage that those kids already have, right? Sure. And in the country that we live in, I see education as a privilege. It is a privilege. Mm, and the good reason, education, actually. Mm? It's, look, it's, education itself is a luxury, and mm. good education is like... Yes, good education. <laughs> it's like you're really living. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to even bring some of my experiences, I think I was talking about the year and the year where I was excluded, mm. and I was using words and notes to just try to save myself from financial exclusions. Mm. I was walking on door to door to ask money from people to just pay for my own academics and not going home for quite some time, being a stats tutor and private tutoring at the same time, working longer than I actually work here at work, right? And it's tough to live in a world sometimes that expect someone that comes from 
where I come from, like a black child, actually. Yeah. A black child to have to go through that in order for them to just acquire a certificate. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. And and that's why I struggle with like the whole thing where people can say that, you know, our education system is a mess and all of that. Because I'm like, we haven't resolved the inequality already. Yeah. So if you're trying to introduce a system that is very tough, an educational system that is very tough without resolving that, yeah. then that's still not okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's why I don't take anything for granted because it's, yeah, it is how it is. I, I mean, you can even look after uh, universities and stuff, you must see how many black kids are still not employed. Right, yeah. And so even after getting that education, then what do we do? Yeah, What's true. next? Actually, yeah. I think yeah. there's just like an unparalleled situation going on. I think a lot of the things we're learning now are not relevant to what the job seekers are, yeah. are looking for. And I, I think it just needs a whole sit down and just a whole change and people are usually not open to change, yeah. but I think it's time for yeah. us to change a lot of things. You know, mm. coding, these are things that should be introduced a long time ago, because yeah, let's face it. Yeah, virtually. Yeah, like yeah, a right. lot of computers are taking our jobs yeah. now, so we need to learn how to work with the computer. Yeah, but then, you see, I agree with what you're saying, but then how do you introduce such systems to black kids who don't have privilege of having computers. Mm, that's where we should start. So that's exactly where we should start. Yeah, we yeah. need to yeah. make education not a privilege, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the, the inequality in relation to education is just too high. Mm. Why are black kids still going to schools with no books? Yeah. And why do we have to tell all these stories of you know, There's I was, no toilet. I was reading on a candle and all of that. That's no, so that's, true. That's tough. That's so true. That is tough. But we live in a hostile system, right? But do. don't even do. kind of give you a chance to express to express that difficulty. Yeah. Because the moment you start expressing it, the more you get kicked out of out of the system. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's true, and it just <clears throat> makes you think of how lucky you are you know but it also gives you a sense of responsibility yeah. like I must do more you know yeah, I must pave it forward exactly yeah. and then, and that's why sometimes maybe complaining all the time can also be a lazy thing but we should talk about things and complain but at the same time Absolutely. what I think we should encourage quite often is be the change that we exactly. want to see exactly right? and if I feel like black people aren't represented in the corporate world let me be a corporate giant and actually represent the black people hey <laughs> Because no one is going to change any system that they do not understand. And in yeah. order for systems to change, Thank people you. who understand them actually have to be the ones to actually that's make true. those changes. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Wow. Um, and going into the whole field of employment. So you get your job, right? Yeah. What was your first job? Uh, market risk. Market risk. Oh, uh, is it the same company? Oh, APSA. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you get your job, first paycheck comes in. <laughs> And you're just like, mommy. Yeah. Sit down. It's it, I've got you now. Yeah. How does how did that feel for you? Like, I, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm laughing at now. Mm. It's like I never realized how much I've achieved until someone <laughs> says actually it, says it, it and like this me, and I'm like, oh shut. <laughs> I've done that. Oh wow! Did I actually manage to do that? I think you know I've always wanted to do things for my mom. 
Beautiful. Like, I'm a giver normally. Mm. I love giving. I love helping. But I wanted to give a better... Like, my mom living a better life than me is like... Mm. That's okay too. Mm. Like, I, I saw my mom earning 800 and trying to take me to school with that 800 But she never made me feel poor at any point in time, right? And I remember when I was at university at one point, she started getting sick because of the water and all of that. And at that time, I was also, you know, my degree was delayed and I pushed by, yeah, my engineering degree. And then I don't like what I'm studying anymore, so I actually mean that she has to wait for longer. Mm. And she was hospitalized and all of that and everything. That's a lot. And I just wanted to give the privilege to my mom to just sit down and I do the work. That's like beautiful. how she did my whole life, if that makes sense. Was that your goal from like first year? Like, okay, my mom, I'm going to do this for my mom. No, from the day I told you, remember when I was starting to talk, the day when I was young and I was, was standing it? on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. And it's listening to songs like those, that J. Cole song that I was talking yeah. about, where it talks there's no life better than yours. And I realize that, you know, everyone here is trying to chase the same stuff. Yeah. But no one can ever take away the fact that I've, you, I've yeah. helped my mom. Yeah. I don't know. It beats anything that I can ever think of. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'm not like everyone. You know, I can't, I can't live like how other people are. And I need <laughs> to, by understanding my own limitations and where I come from, mm. I, I wish I could do more to my mom. I think my mom deserves way better than I'm actually doing for her. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. You will. You yeah. will. Like, and, you know, it's, it's quite funny that you take the title that text God with yeah. so much pride. Because a lot of young, young, young black people shy away from that topic yeah. or they get frustrated and yeah. um, they justify it in that because it's like. You put in so much work in varsity, and then you know you're just like, okay, I want to live. And some people come from like, come to work in Joburg, mm-hmm. and they come from other um, towns, you know, outside of Joburg, and it's like you have to pay rent, yeah. and then you know, and you still have to look after your siblings. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. So how how do you manage black techs? Oh, it's <laughs> actually good. So I, I believe in expectations and setting expectations and being vocal about where you are. Okay. So not lie to people and say, I have money when I don't have money. Absolutely. So be open to my mom about the problems that I'm experiencing and financial problems mm. that I'm experiencing. And I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that, especially yeah. black men. Yeah. Right? They feel like they have pride yeah. to show weakness. Sure. And I think that helps because I'm able to set expectations from the start. And I can't beat out expectations that I can't, I cannot afford. <laughs> and I mean, the reason why I even take the title "Black Tax God" is because, <laughs> so you know, it's something like. Um, so I've seen, I've learned that I do not have the privilege of seeing certain things as bad. Okay. Right. So that's good, yeah. That is a privilege. Uh, it, it is a privilege, <laughs> and I, I, I see that privilege. I saw that privilege from just like talking about my mom being a domestic worker. Yeah. 
and someone talking about how rich their family is. But me talking about my poor mom is asking for pity and asking for all of this. Mm. Then their bowling is fine. You know, they're mm. living their life, right? Mm. Okay. And it's like people are kind of trying to shy me away from my own realities. And by understanding that there's no life better than mine, I'm able to see beauty in a lot of difficulties that I go through, yeah. right? And as a child, if I can exclude myself from Cape Town or the cities and all of that, as a child, my big dream was to help my family. And once I, was, I started getting introduced to these complex ideas and everything and being in a space where a city where a kid is super privileged, insanely privileged that I feel like I need to compete with them. And then that's when black techs then become a burden. Because mm. constantly mm. comparing yourself with other people. So I learned to kind of really isolate myself, look myself like as an individual, yeah. not compare and see the beauty in actually trying to help a mom and do all those kind of things. And that's why I call myself, yeah, the black. The black, black tax. Yeah, black. because I thought, you know, <laughs> I live with this reality every day. Maybe yeah. it's time to actually embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, yeah. And I, so I've noticed from how you speak and just how I've been, like, stalking you, that you have a spirit for, like, philanthropy. It's, yeah. it's, and it's, it's just great to see, I, like... Especially within young people, I love seeing that. Yeah. Um, so, would you say that it comes from how you grew up? And is it something that you want to pursue in the future? Yeah. As in something that you want to be known for? Yeah. Uh, what is philanthropy? Philanthropy. Yeah. Philanthropy. It's like... Um, the spirit of giving, the spirit oh, of... Okay. Just like you said that you were a giver. But yeah. I noticed that you're also just willing to... Not help just, you know, on like an individual basis, but on a societal basis. Yeah. So, do you have like any hopes and dreams when it's co- yeah, connected I, to that? I do. So, I, I've been helping like a few kids, students at varsity, That's helping good. them with like, uh, like their allowances sometimes oh, when I can. Uh, I mean, one thing that I also did here at Absa. Uh, was to raise uh, 15000 for a lady that was going on maternity leave who was a helper by a different company. So usually, if you're from a different company, usually that company has to kind of really help you. Oh, okay. But then, I don't know, one, one time she asked me for food when I was sitting literally just there, and it's like my, I was knocked that day. Yeah. And I raised money the whole of the the whole division here, and I managed to raise 15000 But the reason for that is because, you know, to get where I am, I was helped by a lot of people. Mm. And that help kind of just put you just a little bit step further, just like privilege does, right? Yeah. And understanding that made me realize that I can't just complain about things. I better try to help someone. Yeah. And... I, I do have future plans. I want to start like my own scholarship. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I actually expected that. I was um, waiting for you to say that. <laughs> yes, I want to start my own scholarship. Um, I want to. I want to write great books. Okay. Um, That's good. I want to give like the best speeches ever I could. It's good, yeah. Uh, I want to 
give back as much as I can. And it's funny because most of my my ambitions are based on giving back than actually creating my own world. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's something that I just feel very strongly about. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's it's. I mean, if it's your passion and it's it's genuine. Yeah. Things I've noticed when you do things with a genuine heart, they flourish, yeah. Yeah. and you never have to think about where's this gonna come from, or how mm. am I gonna survive this? Yeah. So you'll be fine. Mm. And you know, we've touched on coverage and how you raised fifteen thousand for that lady. Mm. Just um. How do you see corporate playing a role in some of the um, societal issues that we're yeah. facing? You know how we had the whole femicide mm-hmm. um, march last year, mm-hmm. and it's just you know people were raising awareness on the matter. But what I noticed was that a lot, not a lot of companies are saying stuff. You know, like yeah. there's not a little like a little acknowledgement <laughs> of what was going on. Yeah. You know, um, how do you how did is there a way that you see corporates just bridging that gap? Because I, I honestly feel like corporates can change the world if they really want it to. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Yeah, they really can. Um, not to give props to my company, or <laughs> but we were there all the time. Not sponsored. During, not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> but we were there all the time. Like the movements. I think I even have a part of BG. Wait, gender based. GBV. Oh yeah. Yes, about that we had to wear all the time, uh, to wear black all the time to kind of really show support to the movement, but obviously that's really not enough, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I can I do believe that corporate can play a factor because I mean corporate you really hold like a lot of money, if that makes sense. We can't just blame the government yeah. only yeah, if yeah. corporate has to be as what is it as responsible as responsible yeah. as as the government yeah, and totally. but one other thing that I think the th- reason why I think corporate is not making a difference as much as it's supposed to is because there are not many people like you and me okay. who challenge challenge that <laughs> and who want to do that because corporate is not really a problem a problem is the people in the that's corporate that's true that's and true if we have enough people who are willing to do that. Because, I mean, I used to think of companies and i like, this company is a problem because of this and this. And I realized that it's actually people that need the company. Mm. And if we can bring high awareness and talk about these kind of issues in in the companies and, yeah, and be as, what's this, when you're a bit public, like you very out there, you you're visible. Visible, yeah. Yeah, visible. <laughs> and then people can challenge these kind of things. But that's one thing that I really love about social media is that it kind of really forces a lot of these corporates to try to make a difference. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They yeah. can make it obviously for <laughs> for advertising, but at the same time, I think we hold them accountable, right? Especially yeah. Especially Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we... We're now starting to see that actually, you know, um, the companies we work for, where we give so much into, yeah. can possibly give something back, yeah. you know, just to change some of the situations. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree with what you just said. Mm. Um, well, so yeah, it's been great. Um, so just to go back, to, like to wrap it up, <laughs> um, what are your, what is your hope for the black child? I can say my hope. Hope it's 
to get for something called privilege not to exist anymore in the world mm. which can be tough because there's always going to be someone that is less privileged compared to you yeah but mm. my hope is my hope is to get to a point where it's not tough anymore to just be like yeah. right in every way not just not just uh academically not just financial wise i mean people talk about like a lot of injustices that are happening towards mm. black people and to, for us to feel confidence and realize how strong we are and because i think we actually don't realize how yeah. much we've gone through as people and how much we've actually achieved as people yeah. and like i see it with black moms all the time the strength that comes out from there you can you literally genuinely then realize that this is this is beyond yeah this is beyond what we call strength yeah, we have a different kind of skill <laughs> yeah. and but what i think it's like it's going to get better okay we have to just continue fighting i like that and we have to travel all means to go give back and make a difference and allow give kids a chance to be better than us is that exactly yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's my hope my hope is like i i can say i in my head i imagine this picture where it's like a black child like at night and there's like a galaxy and stars and all of that <laughs> which kind of shows intense insane possibilities mm, I like and that. yeah if that can happen because currently it's not really like I that like, yeah yeah I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm just curious to ask, okay. Mm-hmm. And do you think is it a lot of what we're consuming as through the media? I'm diverting, but yeah. I'm just so curious to find out how you think about cuz I find that a lot of things that are being put to us, especially black children, are just not challenging us to think differently, yeah. you know, to see things differently, to challenge the norms. Um so do you think that much of the media we're consuming or just where we've been placed is affecting yeah. the, the the dreams of of the black child and how they see themselves definitely uh, the reason why I think so is because there's a difference between you being a city and you being home yeah right yeah. especially when i go back home to lens <laughs> the conversations that we have yeah. the stuff that people say it's true then but then you realize that even being aware or being able to think like that can also be a privilege because those people aren't exposed to spaces that mm. we've been exposed to and the challenge will be how do we then make sure that everyone think in a very similar way because yeah. even thinking in that way is kind of really a privilege if you can think about it because okay. i'm in a space that allows me to think like that yeah that is that Whereas is Whereas at home i was like a outlier I did mention that they never yeah. believed in any they just thought this crazy child what are you doing so so for white people yeah. I, 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 yo, I'm so against that statement it yeah. just like <laughs> drives me crazy like what do you mean yeah. you know like yeah. even now like when my mom sees like a really ginormous mm. house like she'll mm. be like mm. for her to think that black people live in that house is a bit far fetched yeah, you know you can't blame them because it's just how the system it's, wanted them to think yeah. you know But it's so a lot of a lot of things that we are as black people are 
are injustices that comes from the system. Yeah. And which is why I say that we're stronger because even within those injustices, we still find people who are willing to challenge or rise the beyond rise, that. Yeah. And there's people like you. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> like challenge. I love hearing these kind of stories because, mm-hmm. believe me, that's why I'm doing this because, you know, people need to... I'm inspired by people's stories yeah. and I believe there's a lot of us out there who are just inspired by people's stories. Mm-hmm. And if you can hear, okay, Shemani failed... Okay, that's relatable, you know? Yeah. You, know you don't always want to hear a perfect story. And when you like, here, yeah, okay, she might fail, okay, yeah. I'm still on the right track. <laughs> and he did this and he decided, okay, no, I don't want to do engineering anymore. So it's okay to change, you know? Yeah, it's just stories that say, it's okay. Like, yeah. it's, like breathe, it's fine. <laughs> I know, that, that's why I even... Because there are a lot of untold black stories out there. Yeah. And... Yeah. yeah, and so uh, thank you for telling your story. Yeah. Um, and yes, your hopes will will come true for the black child, and I I love that you're optimistic about the future of the black child, yeah. even with everything going on. Because it's hard to stay optimistic, and, yeah. and especially with all the things that were happening last year. It's so mm. hard to remain optimistic. Um, and if you had to write a letter, mm. ask this to all my guests. If you had to write a letter to the university boy. Mm. That old Shuman University boy. Yeah. Or you're gonna say that just a short letter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. I know exactly the point that I'm referencing. <laughs> be proud of who you are, and to not be scared to dream as further as you can. You do not require validations. You already work super hard, very strong. And you're gonna change the world. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Anything you'd like to add that we don't like? Oh, yeah, no. We talk about? I, yeah, no. I mean, um, I don't know. I'm just insanely <laughs> privileged to have uh, so much opportunities in my life. And, like, my life has really, really changed. Like, like insane, like remembering just from that time when yeah. I was asking. You know, even when I was asking for cash that time, I, I thought it was going to get better, but I didn't think it was going to get at least better. Oh, that's great. And, and my career has boomed like, in, like, in, like insane, if yeah. that makes sense. And in like Feb, I started like a New mm. career. Oh, good luck uh, with that. Yes, and I just got like my dreamest job ever. That's I can never amazing. think of anything uh, beyond that. For me, that was like the end goal. That was something that I wanted to achieve in 10 years. And yeah, that's and amazing. I'm joining front office at APSA. Well I'll be working for the APSA London team. I'll be traveling between here. Are you going to London? Oh my, can yeah, I? I'm going to watch your list. Yeah, like London is like my dream yeah. job place. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I love London. And I mean, when I was even at GCT, my dream was always to work like South Africa, then London. Then, yeah, then really. Work really hard and That's be amazing. the best banker and all of that. And wow. yeah, and now I'm, I'll be doing like we had a plan job. and you stuck to it. But mm. it, it's insane how quickly it works. It's happening, yeah. hey. And I think one thing that I learned recently is. To not doubt what I speak. 
and to be as strong as I can be. Like, to not fear. I think we all are ambitious. We all know what we want, but we're scared to talk about it. And we're scared to be judged to talk about it. And if I believe that I'm going to be a CEO of the bank, say it loudly. Yeah. Have the the audacity to say it. I would say words are like, are you your medicine or your poison? Or like that push you need. The words you say. I've been so careful with the words I've been saying to myself mm-hmm. since last year. Because last year I got into like this whole, okay, now I'm tra- like taking charge of how I think, what mm-hmm. I consume. Now I'm taking charge of me because I need to be a better person yeah. from what I've always been. And, you know, just the words I speak to myself are very mm-hmm. different. You know, things, simple things like someone saying, oh, I'm so stupid, like when they do something wrong. <laughs> You know, those are things you should just really shy away from. And especially now in this society, consuming so much media and all the stuff that you read, you know, that questions your existence and makes you question a lot of things. You need to know where you stand, what you believe in. And it's very tough to do so. Yeah, it is. That's why I still want to love successful people. In a world that's constantly trying to define you in certain parameters yeah, and they're trying to make you exactly what they think you should be can be very tough to just be your own self yeah sometimes it takes guts to do so and that's that's like most of my defining moments are just being brave yeah like being brave to just be you your story does yeah. that yeah oh gosh I'm so inspired thank you so much yeah. for your time and thanks for giving me an opportunity like, listen, I just read your thread and I was like, okay, I need to make this happen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, literally, same time, I was like to my friends, okay, I think I found someone else because, <laughs> yeah. wow, your story needs to be told and it, it needs to be heard. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. All the best yeah. uh, everything, really. And uh, continue to dream big so you can inspire us. You must continue to do big. I will. I wait for this to also go bigger. Same. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I really prayed that because I really wanted to make a change. Even if it's just mm-hmm. 10, 20 people, I would have done that. Yeah, it's one change. One change yes. changes another person. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And it's done. <laughs> yes. Great. Oh.